You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. This podcast is titled, What Do Angels Do? by Joe Kime and is part one of two. Somebody could come to you looking just like one of the boys, right? And he might be an angel because isn't that what the Bible says? Some of you have have actually communicated with angels and you were unaware of it. That's what the Bible says. And uh, so uh, let's go to Psalms chapter 34. And we're going to look at a couple uh, scriptures there. Uh, David talks about angels. As we read these two verses... I would like for you to tell me then, when we get done reading them, what do angels do? What do angels do? Psalms chapter 34, and we're going to look at verse 7. Somebody just go ahead and read that verse out loud. Okay. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. Okay, Levi, according to that verse, what do does an angel do, or what do the angels do? What does that tell us? There's more than one, right? It says that the angel of the Lord encamps around us, or those who fear him, and he does what? What does he do? He delivers us. You mean angels can deliver you, Reuben? Yes. He encamps around you. He is watching over you. And you know what I think? Every person has at least one angel. We're going to see that as we read into this even deeper. But they encamp around you. They watch and deliver you. Now... Let's go to Psalms chapter 91. Joe, yes. What do you mean by deliver you? Deliver you from troubles, probably. Have you ever had any close calls? close calls and you thought, man, I don't know how I got out of that one. Maybe it was an angel. Okay, Psalms chapter 91 and look at verse number 11 and somebody just go ahead and read that out. And de- again... Uh, tell me, what do angels do? Psalms 91:11. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. It's the way mine reads. Just like yours, Jonathan. <laughs> what else do angels do? They deliver us, but they also keep us. us. 
They guard us. What does it mean that angels guard us? Protection? Maybe from physical harm? I believe from spiritual harm. There's lots of wicked angels out there. And the good angels and the bad angels are at war at times. You know, if you read the story about when Moses died, you know how, that, how his death ended? He ended up on top of the mountain. He was not allowed to go into the promised land. In Jude, we read that when Moses was up there on top of the mountain, it was just a few moments before God took his life away from him, there were two angels that came in on, on the scene. One was a good angel, one was a bad angel, and they fought over the body of Moses. So there, in Daniel chapter 10, it talks about uh, this, the angel Gabriel trying to come through and help Daniel out. But the angel said, I was at war for 21 days with the, with the prince of Persia, which is the name of another uh, devil or influ evil influence. He said, I was at war with the opposite side and it took me 21 days to get through. So there's a war going on all around us. Have you ever wondered what, you know what 3D glasses are like? Have you ever looked through 3D glasses? We've watched some movies at the theater. You put these glasses on. One of them's got a red lens and the other one a blue. And all of a sudden, your screen becomes alive. And you see things that you don't, as soon as you drop your glasses, you don't see them. But put the glasses on and there might be uh, all kinds of things. Birds come flying out the screen at you and buzz around you. you know, have you seen that, Joyce? It's very scary. If, if we were able to put on 3D glasses right now and actually see things that our physical eyes don't notice, do you think we'd see angels in the room? Maybe 20, 30, 40 angels in the room. Very possible. Okay, let's go to Psalms chapter 48. Psalms chapter 148. Another thing that angels do is they worship. But as we read Psalms chapter 148 verses 2 through 5, tell me who else worships? The angels worship, but who else does according to these verses? Psalms chapter 148 verse 2 through 5. Go ahead someone and uh, just read that scripture. Who else worships besides angels? Hmm? All creation. The sun and the moon, the heavenly hosts, the shining stars, the heavens and the waters, all of it worships who? 
Almighty God, the Lord. Not only do they worship, but who else worships? Angels do too, yeah. We do too. We have a part. All of God's creation worships the one, like Lori said this morning, true creator. The mountains bow down. Isn't that what heaven's saying or what the psalm's saying, a song that we sing? The mountains bow down and all creation worships the creator. Heavenly hosts, I think that is just all of the beings in the heavenly area, the armies. I, I, I think if, if, I think we would be totally blown away if we could look up in there into the second heavens, not the third heavens, but I believe, the, you know, we see outer space, right? We fly through outer space in, in uh, the, the shuttle, the air shuttle. We go to the moon and we fly right straight through those heavenly hosts. There is much going on in the universe at all times. No doubt about it. Okay. Uh, what, what are the benefits to us when we worship? Do we benefit from that when we worship God? And what are they? We become closer with God. Become closer. Don't you sort of feel like there's a connection? You, you draw close to God because you're focused on Him and you're worshiping Him. Do you get anything else out of worship? What? Joy. Sometimes you get kind of emotional. Have you ever been there? Like Sam this morning said, I just feel like singing that one song. And I just love that song too. I just thought it fit very well this morning. And I just feel like that, and, and we just worshiped and gave God from us. Do you enjoy worship? Do you enjoy it? Do you ever turn the radio on and, and turn the music up a little bit and kind of sing along and just focus in on God and just act as if God was standing right in front of you worshiping Him? Sometimes the tears just start rolling down your cheeks and you just feel so close to God. That's the gift God has given us to draw us close to Him. Some people are very gifted in singing. But the same person that can sing could never play an guitar or a fiddle or a keyboard. So God gifted some to sing, some to play the keyboard, others to play the guitar. And you put them all together and you start singing from the heart and you just feel so close to God. And you know what? That is the main purpose why God put us here. He put us here for one purpose. And that's to glorify Him and, and praise His name and worship Him. And, and uh, that makes Him feel good, makes us feel good. Okay. Is worshiping as fun as going to the movies? 
Huh? <laughs> I don't know. We 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 watched a pretty funny one yesterday, Sam. Anyways, let's go to Matthew chapter 18. <laughs> you need to go watch the one we watched yesterday. Uh, crank? Yeah, did you see that? I didn't, but I that one. Pretty funny about the cat anyways. The cat, the guy went out and sprayed his uh, hose, you know, one of them sprayers, and, and it was freezing cold, and the cat walked by, and he got the cat full blast, and then the cat froze. Hair all sticking out, and except for the eyeballs. The eyeballs moved around. It was so funny. Anyways, Matthew chapter 18, and we'll look at verse number 10. Jesus said not to look down on the little ones. His reason had something to do with angels. What was his reason? Matthew 18, verse 10. Somebody go ahead and read that. What was his reason for not for telling us not to look down upon the little ones? See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that their angels in heaven continually behold the face of my Father who is in heaven. Why should we not look down on the little children? Because in heaven their angels do always look behind the faces of the Father. Their angels. That means Samuel has a little angel or an angel beholding the face of the Father. Isn't that special? If I if I look down on little Samuel and I maybe despise him or reject him in some ways. I think, if I understand that scripture right, we are sort of doing that to his angel in heaven. Is that what you get out of that? Somehow it affects his angel, who is beholding the face of the Father. So the next time some of the little children says, I'm thirsty, I want a glass of water, and Henry goes and gets a glass of water. What do you think that does to the angel who is beholding the face of the Father? Mm -hmm. And doesn't the Bible say that even uh, uh, even the ones that give out a glass of water to the one that is thirsty will be rewarded for what they do? Something so little as that. Okay, let's go to Matthew chapter 26. And we're going to read, I'm just going to go ahead and read these verses. There's about seven or eight verses here. 
The verse that I really, really want us to notice is verse number 53. That'll be the last verse that we read, but I want to start at verse 47. It says in verse number 47, While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. Now, let me give you just a background here just quickly. It was just about the time when Judas would come up and he would kiss Jesus on the cheek and say, this is the one you're looking for. They were in the garden. It was probably dark. And this is what was happening right there at that time. Verse 47. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to, Judah, to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Friend, do do what you came for. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions, which was Peter, reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, and he cut his ear off. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Verse 53, this is what I want you to get. Do you think I cannot call on my Father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? Do you get the story? All of a sudden, Peter saw that his master was going to be betrayed and probably handcuffed and drug into prison. And, and Peter didn't know what was going to happen. And he couldn't stand it. And on the spur of the moment, he must have had a sword in his side. And he drew that sword out and he whipped it through the wind and he cut the ear off the one high priest, the servant of the high priest. Jesus looked at Peter and said, Whoa! Don't worry about it, Peter. If I wanted to get myself out of this jam, he said, I, I could call on the Father and he would send me 12 legions of angels. You know how much a legion is? 6,000. So multiply that times 12 and you have 72,000 angels. What Jesus was saying, Peter, don't you realize your little sword won't do nothing. We're outnumbered. All you do is anger this crowd. Put your sword back. If I really wanted to get out of this jam, I could have ordered 72,000 angels to come flying in here and deliver me. Now what do you think that sight might have looked like? 72,000 angels come flying in that crowd wouldn't have had a chance, would they? Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.